0: drink and dance all night now let's talk about diapers and pacifiers and our pets are feeling tight Welcome back to another episode of Bottle Service. Guys, I have a special episode for you today. We couldn't do a whole postpartum season and not talk about postpartum hair It's a real thing. Many women experience hair loss and breakage in their postpartum era. It can be annoying. It can even be a little scary. I'm not going to lie. And that's why I'm bringing in an expert today to teach us what the hell is going on with our hair and just help us get our locks looking healthy and luscious once again. So today we have on Claire Devro. She is an internationally recognized hairstylist and trichologist, which is something I had to Google. It is someone who studies the hair and scalp. She is also the founder of Hair Health Essentials, which... Her first line of products were completely formulated for postpartum moms. Like she has been there herself. She is super passionate about postpartum hair care. So, I mean, I don't think I could have on a more knowledgeable, experienced, and just lovely guest for this week's show. Joining us all the way from Ireland, Claire Devereaux. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm very excited to be here all the way from Ireland as your first Irish guest.
0: (laughs) First Irish guest. Oh my gosh, we are so excited to have you.
1: Oh, I'm hoping I can shine a light on this postpartum hair loss that you're getting so many questions about. And the first thing I want to tell everyone is that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm hoping if you're listening to it and you're in the thick of it and you're really worried about your hair loss, I'm going to be able to help you out today. That's what I'm here for.
0: Yes, this is definitely, this is a question I get all the time. I get girls in my DMs, like, what is going on with my hair? And that's, that's one of, that's, that's a great way to kick off the episode that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, because when you're in the thick of it, or the thin of it, maybe we should say, because it's like the opposite, um, it can be scary. Like, I remember being in the shower and finding like clumps of hair in the shower and being like, "Uh, this can't be good.
1: Well, the thing is, this is the thing, is to understand what postpartum hair loss really is. And I think that's the first thing in this journey. So for a lot of women, they just, you know, you've had a new baby, you're kind of in the thick of it, right? You're like those first couple of months, you're in that baby bubble and you're not really paying attention to your hair really that much. But what happens is when you're pregnant, your oestrogen levels are very, very high. So your hair that would normally shed 80 to 100 hairs a day, it's actually gone into a holding phase. So I don't know if you remember when you're pregnant. Normally, your hair is fabulous when you're pregnant. It's thick. It's lustrous. You might be having morning sickness, lots of other things. But the hair usually is fantastic. And then (laughs) like. you know it is it's five minutes because the estrogen levels are high and you're in a very healthy your body's very very healthy and we need the estrogen to keep our hair looking good and then what happens is we go into that postpartum phase that that, you know, next period where everything's starting to go back to that pre pregnancy way, and your hair is probably one of the main things that is very noticeable that suffers. And usually, it's around the four month mark, even five month mark. I think most women notice their hair loss, and usually it's because they don't put their hair in a ponytail um, and it's thinner than normal, or they see hair in the sink or more hair on the brush, and that's when they notice all the little hairs, usually around your hairline, that are very, very hard to hide. And that's why they're and that's is postpartum hair loss that's exactly what it is so if you can identify with those symptoms now and diagnose you. that's exactly what you have um, and this happens because that hair is shedding rapidly so all that hair that was giving you this lustrous fabulous look when you're pregnant is now shedding like it has to come out it's going to come out there's nothing that's going to stop that but it's probably shedding three four hundred five hundred hairs a day so if you can imagine that it's a lot of hair that's why you're noticing it more than normal so you said you saw clumps of hair in the shower that's exactly why
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's, it's interesting too, because this is something I didn't really know was that it doesn't happen immediately. You know, I keep, I, I, when I heard about postpartum hair loss by like month three or four, like I hadn't experienced it. And I'm like, I guess I'm in the clear, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we're good. We're, we're good over here. And then I think it was around month five for me that, that, that started happening. So it's interesting that it, it takes a little while for this to kick in.
1: It takes a while because your hormones have not gone back to those pre-pregnancy hormones and they're in that holding phase, and that's why it takes a little bit longer. Now, I don't know if you were like me, like for me, it was mostly around my hairline and and which can be very, very hard to cover, you know, it can be very hard to kind of style because every time you go anywhere, you have all these hairs sticking up. And I think that's when women really notice it the most. Plus, you know, you're you're in this bubble you're looking after a baby you've got a body that's at the changing dramatically mentally you're not in the same place you were before you were pregnant and it's a lot to take on and then your hair is starting to shed and that was maybe your crowning glory so I think a lot of women it makes them very distressed it adds to Mm. the stress of being in this new mom mode you might have other children as well that you're looking after and it's very hard to get me time I think that's one of the main things with this postpartum time, I think you'd agree. It's very it's very stressful because, you you know, you don't want to seem selfish that you're worrying about your hair. But at the end of the day, it's so important, particularly if it was always something, you, you know, you really had this beautiful head of hair and now you feel that it's coming out and it's never going to be the same again. And that can be a real worry for a lot of women.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and you brought up a, a good point about the the baby hairs it's like a baby hairs around your hairline because that that was um my experience was was mostly in the back because you know i've heard of the hair falling out and everything like that but what is this like breakage that's happening like why are these like short hairs like that that's kind of what it looks like is that there's just like clumps of hair that's shorter than the rest is it breakage or like what what's happening
1: it, it, it's a combination but sometimes it's also the new hair growing back so by the time this hair probably been coming out from about the three month mark but you're only noticing this growth at the five month mark so if you think about it they're very short teeny tiny hairs because your hair grows about mm. a quarter of an inch a month so if you think about the new hair coming back they're very short and that's what you're seeing so that's why you need okay. to strengthen the hair. Yeah, you need to strengthen the hair and you need to look after it, which I'm going to tell you lots of things to do to help you do that. But it's unusual that you had hair at the back because most women that come to me, their hair is around their crown or around the hairline and they're parting.
0: Yeah that that is that's that was kind of I was surprised by that too what, what would happen is I would put my hair in a ponytail or I, I mean living in postpartum my hair was on top of my head <laughs> with a bun every day and I started noticing that it looked like I had like a half up half half down hairdo because I had all these hairs that were just so short in the back I mean still I'm a year out and like they haven't caught up with the rest of my hair I'm showing you you guys can't see because it's a podcast but I'm trying to show Claire my like rat tail basically
1: <laughs> you see these like how short they I are in the back I see them but you've yeah. got long hair so imagine how like how long it took you to grow your hair that length you probably always had your hair long right so if you've if taken a while it could take four years to get your hair that length and you're only a year out so I'm afraid it's not going to catch up unless you're cutting your hair to the same length which I don't think you're going to do it's going to take a while to catch up that's just the way it goes unfortunately but it isn't an they're very lucky. I'm sure there's a lot of women listening are like, oh my God, I wish mine was underneath because it's all around my hairline and I don't know what to do with it. and that's that's a huge problem. So you know that's something. I think you you got all very, very lucky. Personally myself, mine as I said was all around my hairline and around my parting. and it was really ways like my background's very much in style. And um, I think I just had a lot of tips and tricks that I was able to kind of pull out of the bag that got me through that first year. Um, And I think that's a huge thing, like sleeping on, on a silk pillowcase. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but that is amazing for hair for any kind of hair loss if anyone's listening and they have any kind of hair loss not even postpartum hair loss a lot of people are going through hair loss from stress even at the moment and even post covid so there's a lot of different kinds of hair loss out there but they kind of hit the same way they're kind of rapid and you notice it like all over your hair diffuse hair loss we call that it's not like a bald patch and that's when it kind of just feels thinner and that's when you need to start doing things like sleeping on silk is fabulous because Your hair can actually breathe, your scalp can breathe. You're not perspiring Mm. more, it keeps you nice and cool. It's also great for anti-aging because you don't get all those lines on your face from cotton. You know, when you sleep on cotton, then you wake up in the morning. I don't know if you're getting much sleep at the moment, that's the other thing. But if you're getting any sleep, (laughs) sometimes you do wake up with these lines on your face. Silk is wonderful for that. So it's a great way to like get up in the morning and still have your hair looking half decent, as opposed to being pulled through a hedge backwards, as we would say here in Ireland, when your hair's all over the place. So it's something to definitely keep in mind. And it's something I tell all my clients, all my patients is to sleep on silk. Very, very important.
0: Okay. I, I love that. I actually have a girlfriend who has a silk pillowcase company, there you go. <laughs> so I can I can I can link it in uh, in our show notes. And another thing that um she has, which I, I don't know if you feel the same way, is silk hair ties. Yes. Do you, do you use those too? I have found that that's really good, especially for um like not wanting your hair to break. Because sometimes when I just use like a, an elastic hair tie, like if you're pulling it out too quickly, you pull out you know you pull out so much hair. And especially if you're already struggling with hair loss, like you just want to keep whatever you can in there. Um, so silk hair ties, I've I have found personally, like I love those.
1: Yes silk ties are fabulous and also I mean the thing is hairstyles without too much tension that's very important I think for every woman particularly if you're working out or you're walking you want to tie your hair up stay away from really tight ponytails and tight braids so because they put a lot of tension particularly on your hairline which is more fragile at this time so things like keeping your hair very very loose in a, a, a loose bun and um, loose braids you have long hair so I would always recommend at night time like I do to kind of catch your hair in like a like bring it to the side and and put it in a very very loose braid going to bed and put a silk like tie on the end and then when you get up in the morning you kind of have that like nice mermaidy uh look off Mm -hmm. your hair you know that you just you just went to the beach you got some sea salt in it and it looks fabulous so little things like that um and also things like you know um like flowers, like I like to decorate my hair, wear hairbands. If you find that your hair loss is very much around your hairline, using things like hairbands or scarves, silk scarves are great as well because mm, they're very easy. Mm-hmm. So a silk, silk scarf around your head, particularly going to the beach and things like that, they look really well. And also for anyone out there that has an awful lot of hair loss that's under parting, because I think what happens sometimes, Sarah, is when your hair loss is very bad and all those pieces are sticking up, a lot of women try harder to get them to style more. So they use hot hot irons on them like you know heat devices on them and what happens then is this hair is very fragile and it's going to break so you're there mm. trying to straighten out maybe your hair's got to like mid forehead and you think oh i kind of have like some bangs and you get that straightener mm. and you start kind of straightening, it and then it's going to snap off and you're back in square one so if you're thinking of doing this or you have tried it stay away from it because it tends to just make it like actually worse and what i would say is change your parting so If your parting is normally on the left side and you've been really blow drying it hard and straightening your hair and the breakage is really bad, switch it to the other side, give it a rest, stay away from hot tools, hot irons, they're very bad for your hair anyway. And try to change up your parting or try to incorporate maybe bringing heavier hair over the the little short pieces so that you get like heavier bangs. So like a side fringe and then you can cover the shorter ones underneath. So it's just a few clever little things kind of can get you through those kind of couple of months because I know how Hard it is personally, and I think it's something that women just don't know what to do. And then you feel awful when you're going out. Maybe you get to go out for an evening or something, and you're like, "What will I do with my hair?" And there are options. We like have loads of tips on my website as well of just little styling things, like headscarves and 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 things that you can wear that will make your hair look so much better.
0: Yeah, no, that's actually a really um, important tip. I think is the heat styling because. Yeah. That's like the first thing I go to is if my hair is like looking all crazy, I'm just trying to, you know, manage it and use some heat. Okay. The, the, the hair iron, I totally understand. What about a blow dryer? Like, is that any easier on the hair? Because especially for those front pieces, I mean, I have like a little bit of a, a shorter, um, not a, a full bang, but like I have shorter pieces in the front. And like, if I don't style them, they're crazy
1: (laughs) so can you use a blow dryer yeah of course you can but use it on a medium heat and try to use a natural bristle brush so don't use anything that's steel you know there's a lot of brushes out there that have metal and steel on them and they heat up really warm if you think about it if you're putting a hot dryer on that steel in your hair It's really burning hot. So stay away from that. Use natural bristle brushes when you're blow drying your hair. They give a much nicer finish. It'll look more professional when you finish it. And I actually find Velcro rollers are amazing. Um, Velcro rollers are great for, you know, I I put them in my fringe. So when I blow dry my hair, I put two Velcro rollers in my fringe. And then I take them out literally as I walk out the door. Or sometimes I drive with them and take them out before I (laughs) go to my meeting. I do that. I And I forget I have them in, Sarah, honestly. But what I do is, I know, I look crazy, but I'm like, whatever. Uh, it looks good when I, when I actually take them out and it sits you know my hair is naturally very curly and i have to smooth it out as well but i don't use super heat on, on my dryer and i don't use a flat iron on my fringe area i try to use the rollers instead just to get that nice polished finish and a little bit of serum then is always good too just to like keep it nice and smooth
0: oh yes and we're gonna we need to get into products too because that's such like a key piece but this is already such good intel that i think people overlook and this is something like people ask me about my hair all the time and i forget about the brush like i think a brush is w- like an underrated tool um i've been using a natural bristle brush um i'm going to ask you too if you have any brands that you like uh, i use an abiza an, an abiza okay. brush have you heard of those no
1: I, I don't
0: know the front no okay i think it's out of spain this but is such yeah. a random like a random like story is,
1: i don't know it yeah
0: <laughs> yeah Um. this is such a random like side story but when I had a roommate in New York my roommate had the most gorgeous long hair and she would style it with these like my hair was like a fried I'm a blonde like I was especially in my 20s like over bleaching it it looked you know pretty fried and bad and her hair was just like this gorgeous smooth and I'm like what what are you what are you doing different than I am and one of the things she had is she had this like natural bristle round brush that she's yeah. like I always blow dry with this I style with this and it smooths everything out um so that is like a low-key tea that, a tip that I feel like people overlook and it's like so important
1: it's <laughs> do you have any uh, any brush brands that you recommend um, I like the Mason Pearson one they're really good if you want to invest but they are a bit of an investment but they are really nice so i mean you can get them in a lot of the stores i'm sure over there in the states or online and they are expensive but it is an investment and your hair will thank you for it you know it really will you'll see the growth is better and you'll see that if the polish is better it will just look more professionally done when you finish with it and where the metal brushes and a lot of the plastic brushes are so bad and they pull at your hair so that would be probably my favorite brand if i was to give you a brand
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. I'll link. I'll link both in in show notes. And that is the thing too. Like this brush that I got at the time, I was like broke in my twenties, and this brush was an investment piece too. I'm like, I can't believe I'm spending like eighty dollars or whatever it was on a brush, but I've had it for like seven years. You know, like it, I've had it and I use it every single day, and it yeah. has improved my hair. So like, the investment is well worth it. You know, you could go out to a bar and spend that like on a night of drinks. <laughs> or it you could off. have like better hair it
1: paid, yeah. up. it paid off that's the thing and you have got gorgeous hair it has paid off and that's the thing a lot of the plastic brushes they even break the handles particularly if you have thicker hair and you're trying to get it through your hair they really it's you could end up buying 10 of those and like look you have this good brush so i do recommend the investment in that
0: i hope you are all letting your hair down this summer and if you are just make sure you save yourself the next morning with some morning recovery from more laps. Guys, if you wanna recover faster after a night of drinking, you need some morning recovery in your life. It helps speed up the breakdown of alcohol-induced toxins. All you have to do is drink one little bottle of morning recovery the night you're drinking and let their proprietary blend of electrolytes and vitamins rehydrate and restore lost nutrients so you can wake up ready to take on whatever motherhood has in store for you. I absolutely love these. I travel with them. I buy them in bulk, not a joke. I just honestly can't afford to feel like crap after a night of drinking with a baby at home these days. So these really come in handy. Do yourself a favor and hop online and just buy a box of these to have them on hand. Trust me, it's the way to go. You can save 20% and support this show at the same time when you use code BIGKID at checkout. 20% off, that is a nice little savings, guys. Don't let rough mornings after drinking dampen the next day. Drink smarter with morning recovery at morelabs.com slash kid. And again, use big kid for 20% off your order. Cheers.
1: I also recommend knowing how to wash your hair properly because a lot of people um, don't know how to wash their hair properly. And that's something that's very important. Now, you're probably not going to like the next thing I'm going to tell you, which is that you should be washing your hair every day. You should be washing. You should or should be it? washing. Yes, you should be washing your hair every day. Controversial, I know. A lot of people are like, Ugh, but um, Claire, I'm you're telling blowing you, my mind the right truth. Now. It is the truth, Sarah. And I, I know from a time point of view, a lot of women are like, I don't have time to dry it. It's the drying, I think, more than the washing, sometimes. But if you think about it, and as a trichologist, you know, we all believe in washing your hair. You can't really wash your hair too much once you're using the right products. So once you're not using anything harsh, everything should be sulfate free and paraben free which I'll, I'll talk about with you in a few minutes, but really washing your hair is so important because if you think about it, do you wash your face every day? Do you wash your face every day? Yeah, no. yeah, sure do. <laughs> so when you think about your forehead, your scalp is an extension of your forehead. So you're, whoops, you perspire the same amount, you, you get all the environmental smells and odors if you're cooking, that's all like, it's like on your clothes, it's in your hair, it's on your scalp so if you want optimum hair health which is what most people want to have fabulous hair you do need to wash your hair daily now i will let you off maybe every second day because you have got very long hair and it's and i know how hard it is sometimes to be washing it every day but really like i so many people come to me and they say i wash my hair once a week and i'm like no you need to be washing your hair more than once a week and i know so many women are going to say i don't have time but honestly you'll feel so much better and your scalp will thank you because Like dirt and debris on your scalp that you might not even see. And that all, think about all that perspiring, all that sweat on your scalp, particularly underneath, right under here at the back, because that's where you perspire more, particularly when you're sleeping. And it's summer now as well. So, ladies, I know you hate me saying this, but it really is the best thing. For your scalp and when you wash your hair make sure that you rinse the shampoo really well when you're rinsing your hair because that's what makes your hair look very dull if you're washing your hair and you're like my hair still looks dull first of all it could be the products you're using and secondly it's also that you're not rinsing out the product properly so you're leaving kind of a layer of it in your hair and when you're putting a conditioner in your hair you need to comb through that conditioner so a white tooth comb keep it in the shower and always comb from the bottom up and get out any of the tangles when you're in the shower with the conditioner in your hair and then afterwards, just blot dry. A lot of people, particularly with long hair, they tend to do all this. Like they kind of, uh-huh. you can't, they can't see me, but they like rub it. Like think of your hair like the finest piece of silk, Sarah. And if you had a beautiful silk dress, you're not gonna be there when you're washing it, like really rough, right? You're gonna be really gentle with that piece of silk. That is exactly the way you should be with your hair. It's like the finest silk and you've got to treat it that way. So when you're drying it, you blot dry it with the towel. You don't rub it like this, cause then you get friction and that makes the cuticle all upset. and it makes stand-up and it won't sit nicely for you so your hair will't look nice and smooth so.
0: <laughs> I wish you there guys you could see my face <laughs>
1: well Claire is talking <laughs> know, right now <laughs> because I'm doing
0: I'm doing all the things wrong all the things wrong but this is it's hard for us thick hair girlies like I my hair is so in like my hair is very very thick and mm. like coarse um so when I'm showering and and washing I mean part part of it, and I don't know if you have any tips around this, but even just the shampooing, it is one one thing I've noticed is it's hard for me to even get like I will spend so much time trying to make sure that I get every every ounce of my hair um covered, you know, with shampoo. And by the time when I get out of the shower and by the time it's dry and I'm starting to blow dry it, I'll even notice patches of hair that still there's oil. There's oil caked in there. I'm like, oh my God, how did I miss how did I miss this area? Um,
1: I'm going to do a video on how to wash your hair properly. So really, I think, I don't know if you, when you wash your hair, do you put it all up into the into the shampoo on top of your head? Which way, like, do you leave your hair lying flat and then wash your scalp? What do you do?
0: I usually start, like, I, I kind of have to do sections. <laughs> um, and I'm interested, too, if if you're a believer in, like, the double wash, because that's actually start, something I started doing is um, – Re- repeating like i i shampoo rinse it out and then i repeat shampoo which i always thought was like a crock like i always thought i'm like oh these are the shampoo companies trying to get me to use more product but like i actually have had to start doing it because i keep finding like oil clumps in my hair
1: okay so let me see if i can help you here i'm gonna come i'm gonna come over i'm gonna wash your hair for you i'm gonna show you how Ugh, <laughs> so, i would love that so wait, let's tell you first of all um i believe even in a triple wash so Don't be shocked there with the double wash. If you're only washing your hair twice a week, you need to give your hair probably three shampoos, not just two. The first one, never lathers properly, okay? So you've got to allow that. It's different if you've got short hair and you're washing your hair every day. One shampoo can usually be enough, but sometimes you still need two. But for sure, if you're washing your hair only twice a week or whatever, or once a week, three shampoos you definitely need. So the first one, it doesn't lather up very much. And really, the first thing I say to you: make sure your hair is really soaked first. You need your hair to be really wet. Okay, no point putting shampoo onto like damp hair. It needs to be soaked. Okay, that's the first thing. So you've loads of hair, so you really got to get it soaked, Sarah, before you start. And then, are you putting the shampoo directly onto your scalp? No, I'm putting it in my hand. Okay, like, okay, so that's good. You know. Yeah, so put it into your hand. You've a lot of hair, so. You put a good bit of in your hand, in your hand, onto your scalp, and then you're going to need a little bit more to put through these ends parts as well, because you will need a good bit. You've a lot, you've a lot of hair, which is fabulous. And um, always work from like the your forehead to your crown, and do that even twice from forehead to crown, and then you go into the sides of your hair, all around the hairline. So really, you follow your hairline all the way around, right down to the nape of your neck back up to the crown. And then you start that again. And I usually would say about three times to do that. And then bring the suds down onto your hair. So as I said, it's like a piece of silk. So you bring it all the way through your hair to the ends, and then you rinse. And then you go in with your Mm. second. So that should be enough. If you do that properly, and you're following the shape of your hairline will be perfect, but you need to wash more than once for sure. Another great thing that I do, if you don't want to wash your hair every day, but you're, you know, your fringe, or your bangs gets very very greasy I always recommend to wash that forward so catch your hair back go under the sink and wash this piece of your hair give that one shampoo a little bit of conditioner and then blow dry that put your rollers in think of me with your Velcro rollers and then that is great because if you want to wear your hair up you've got this looking fresh because think yes. about it that usually it's the part of your hair that gets really greasy because it's lying on your skin you tend to perspire on, on your forehead and that is the part that gets very dead and greasy so that needs that wash otherwise it's plastered to your face for the day and it mm. doesn't look very good and, and nothing you can do makes it look good so wash that bit separately if you have time to do that really can freshen up your hair or even for a night out you know like if you've been your hair is like you're wearing it up but that front piece doesn't look good wash it forward and it will it will feel you'll feel so much better and you'll look like your hair's freshly washed so it's a good tip yes
0: <laughs> I am I am the queen of the bang wash oh, and usually okay. it's because but it's because I go I like to go like four or five days in between washing mm. so by like day three four I'm like okay I need a bang wash <laughs> to just like get me through this last day um, I'm not gonna go over no. this
1: again with you I'm not gonna I'll, I'll let you just go. <laughs> I okay. Okay. I'll okay. tell you the right okay. way and then it's up to you after that that's all I can do <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, one last question. I know we're getting su- super granular, but, like, I, I love this, and that's why I'm, like, so happy to have you on the show. So one last question about shampooing, and we'll move on, because people are going to be like, Sarah, come on. But between, you know, we, we you talked about, uh, like, you should wash two, three times. In between those two, three times, are you fully rinsing or just kind of doing, like, a halfway rinse and then adding more product and doing it again?
1: You're fully, not fully, fully rinsing, but you're, yes, you are rinsing out that old product because there's dirt in that. If you think about it, the first shampoo, like there's all that, dirt that's been on your scalp you don't want to add in another shampoo and and, and and go for it so yeah do rinse your hair really well in between but that final rinse should be really really good and even and everyone should be using conditioner as well because a lot of people think I, sh- I don't need to use conditioner my hair is greasy but you do still need to use conditioner it's great for sealing the cuticle of your hair and if and always apply it like more from the ends up rather than getting the conditioner and just lying it on the top of your head you're really better off to work from the ends up with conditioner and then you will see how much you need because your roots then won't get as dead or as, as a willy either so that's another little tip as well if that helps you <laughs> yeah for sure
0: um okay so we've washed our hair we get out we're drying it a lot uh easier than at least I've been doing because I usually <laughs> just like I'm like a, using like, like a wet dog like just trying <sighs> to like get it all but okay going softer on the drying and then how about like styling products and strengtheners because I think this is such a, a key piece for hair health um, any recommendations for like what you should be putting in your hair afterwards um, and pre-styling?
1: Yeah, well, I'm quite low maintenance, and even with patients and clients, I'm quite low maintenance with styling products. I don't like to overload hair with styling products, but I think you do need a little bit of help. Definitely a little bit of serum for your middle ends and ends, and, and a heat protective spray is very, very good as well. Because if you're using even a hair dryer, it's good to spray that through your hair before you style.
0: Yeah, totally. And um, for my air dryers, because that's something I've I've tried to do is at least like to minimize the heat damage. Like, <laughs> and for anybody who has a baby too, like this is helpful. Like my my baby sleeps in the afternoon, so I'll use that nap time to go in wash my hair, and then I have like hours before if I'm going out at night for it to air dry. Like I'd say I try and do like eighty percent air dry, and then that last twenty percent I'll use a blow dryer. Like, do you have any? Any recommendations around that?
1: I think that's great. But if you can do that, that really is great. So what I would say is, so you have blot dried it really well. So get all that excess wet out of it. And you should always do that even when you're going to blow dry your hair because actually that towel dry is actually worth more. You're going to spend so much time with the hair dryer trying to get out that, that excess wet. So blot dry then I would even maybe get a little bit of that heavy wet out with your dryer first and then let it air dry the rest of the way and put it, as I said, into very loose braids. Works really well. So when you take it out in the evening, you have a very nice wave going on if that's the look that you're going for obviously if you're going for a smooth straight look it's not the thing but air drying normally you're you're kind of you're really embracing the texture of your hair which is why serums are really good because they will smooth down your hair if you have a lot of frizz and I don't know what the weather's like where you are like we get a lot of humidity here in Ireland and um, I mean I lived in LA here for too. a of years and it was a lot drier but and it agreed a lot more with my hair but here like it's so humid and that humidity will stop your style so you could smooth out your hair and then you hit that humidity and the moisture in your hair is going to react to that and then it goes back to its natural shape which is why your hair goes back to the curl or the frizz so if you are kind of like say for example you're you're in the sun or you're 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 naturally going to dry your hair at the moment what you can do is maybe use like a conditioning spray during the day just to hydrate your hair so it's not getting dry and frizzy so that's a really good thing to carry in your bag a little small one around and and it will give that moisture to your hair as well so your hair will look a little bit more polished and your curl will sit a little bit nicer your wave.
0: Okay. Okay. That's, that's really good to know. Um, something I just realized, um, I think when I get out, I put all the product in my hair, but then I don't put, I I'll wait hours before I actually style it. Should you be using that heat protectant, like only right before that you style? Like I'm thinking I put the heat protectant in and then I wait hours and hours before I heat style. I just realized maybe that's not the best thing to do.
1: Yeah, I would probably do it the other way around. As I said, I would probably get that heavy wet out of your hair. And then I would probably just even blast dry your hair very, like, you know, very loosely. Just put your finger dry, like put your fingers through your hair. Mm -hmm. And then when it's just, you got that heavy wet out of it, then let it air dry after that. So I would put your heat protection spray in when you're doing it right now. But you don't need to use it again later if your hair is already dry it's probably really the weather I'm sure dries your hair like in a couple of hours there so you're probably good to go you might just need to put something in it to keep it smooth that's the, the main thing I think with the humidity it's the smoothness that most women struggle with and use hairspray I don't know if you're a lover of hairspray I think hairspray I is, am but yeah great I'm delighted a hairspray is great because also it's wonderful for those short hairs and all those unruly hairs and you need them you know you need to be like I tell you a little trick that's really good as well with hairspray. Spray some on the palm of your hand when you're when you're finished and you're about to just finish your style. And then just put it over the the you know, just the outside of your hair. And that will just keep down all those little hairs that you might get around your crown area. You know the ones that you can see in the light that I have on here, those little ones. So hairspray yeah. is great for that.
0: Okay, I love that. I live in the South, so we're big hairspray (laughs) girls down here. (laughs) Yeah, Um, are all hairsprays created equal? Like, I have to think like maybe some of them can be damaging. what would you say? What are what are some like ingredients that maybe you see in hair products that you're like, no, run away from that? And then maybe like some that you're like you want to look for in products. Okay.
1: So I recently I I and I did speak to it because I founded my own hair company and it's called Hair Health Essentials because I couldn't find healthy products out there for a lot of my patients and my clients and even for myself. And the main things, all my products are 100% natural. And my first products, they actually target postpartum hair loss, so they're going to strengthen the hair. And I have stayed away from anything like parabens, sulfates, and mineral oil, and any kind of anything that's toxic. I just we just completely stay away from it. And I think it's really good. I think everyone's getting a lot cleaner with their beauty now, and um, people are starting to look at the ingredients. And um, with hairspray, you know, you're obviously there has to be some kind of preservative in it because it, and you need that hold, so it's a little bit different. But a lot of it is the way it's sprays out of the bottle so a lot of people are using a more natural spray they're not using the aerosol so much so it's better for the environment and it's more to look for things like that but the product hairspray is not harmful I'm sure my insights are glued together with hairspray Sarah from all the years I've used it and have worked in salons <laughs> and on I, shoot I, I, and I'm fine so I, I I wouldn't worry about things like that but I do think you know using products with sulfates and parabens and um, can really dry out your hair and that's more the thing oh. So good to know. And guys, I'm going to
0: link hair health essentials again in show notes too. So you guys can shop those products, which I think I just got some. So I'm going (laughs) to, I I was telling Claire, I'm like, today's my, (laughs) today's my hair washing day. And maybe, (laughs) maybe now I'm going to start washing my hair a little bit more frequently, but I'll try
1: it and um, try. let you guys know try. how it goes. Yes. You can only try yes. and let me know, let me know how you feel. And it's summertime as well. So, you know, summertime, as I said, you do, everyone perspires more, you know, not that I perspire at all, of course, so ladylike, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, we all do, right? So it's, 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 it's a good idea to kind of, um, to wash it a little bit more. And if you're air drying it anyway, Sarah, you know, you're not doing harm. You're being a very good girl. So it's a, it's a gold star all the way. <laughs>
0: Okay. Okay, good. Um, Aside from products, because I know we've been talking about products and, you know, some like tips around styling and drying and all that good stuff. Is there anything else that you think can really help with the strengthening of your hair? Like maybe like vitamin supplements or anything like that?
1: Absolutely. Well, first of all, I think your diet, really, that's where it starts. So I think having Mm. a good balanced diet, which can be very hard when you have a new baby as well, or you, you you know, you're stressed out and you're working and trying to balance everything. It's easy to say it, but it can be very hard to do for everyone, even including myself. But I think trying to eat as clean as possible and getting enough uh, uh, fruit and vegetables like greens are really good, obviously broccoli, green beans, all those kind of things are really good for hair growth. Um, and supplements, I'm always, I think it's important if you're gonna take supplements to go and get your bloods done first, because I think a lot of people, you know, they think, oh, my hair, you know, it's very weak and I have hair loss. I need to take iron. But you might not need to do that. And there's a lot of buzzwords out there with biotin and different things that, that women feel they need. But I really think you don't know until you get the blood work done. So I would advise anyone, I mean, normally postpartum hair loss, by the time your baby is a year old, your hair should be starting to get back onto the road of recovery by using the right products, by being gentle with your hair, by getting your diet right. Usually you're starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel by that one year. If, you're not and you're listening to this and you're you know you're finding a huge amount of hair loss at the moment and your your child is two or three then you need to go and get your blood done it could be a thyroid problem it could be something else it could just be stress stress is huge for hair loss but i think before you go and take supplements and just go in and get advised and, and spend a lot of money on them see what you really need. It could be zinc that you need. It could be iron that you need. It it mightn't be any of those things at all. So it's good to get it checked, but there's definitely a lot of help out there and things like vitamin D. I mean, in Ireland, we don't get a lot of sun. So like you and everyone needs vitamin D as well. It's really good for hair growth. It's good for your skin as well. So that's a great supplement to take, but you can get checked and see if you're low on that as well. Most of us are pretty low on things like that. So I think little things like that are really good. And I think even if you're stressed i think obviously your lifestyle is very important as well so things that can help is obviously changing your lifestyle a little bit getting out for a walk with your baby and you know listening to some music listening to your podcast to help you to know there's other people out there going through what you're going through but doing things that really relax you a little bit i think that really helps if you're finding your hair is not healthy and maybe your skin's not healthy and you're not in a good place You need to kind of do something that positively um, helps you. And I think things like music and and, and fresh air and going to a class can really can really do that as well. Oh,
0: yes, it is just it's not just like a one like magic bullet that that fixes this. It's kind of like a whole entire lifestyle situation. Um, okay. That's really good to know. One other thing, at least I have found this in my personal experience and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this is, um, coloring because like for me, like I'm a blonde, like I, you know, get my hair done frequently and the lighter you are, especially if you're like adding more bleach, I'm sure that can be very damaging, um, to your hair. Do you have any, any tips around those of us who color our hair, Uh, What we can do to kind of help strengthen, to kind of
1: combat that a little bit? Absolutely, yeah. Well, the thing is, when you color your hair, you know, you particularly bleach, you're always going to get twenty percent damage with bleach. It doesn't matter how the best bleach in the world, the best hairstylist, there is always going to be that little bit of breakage with bleach. I've done it with my own hair. I'm a colorist myself, and I and I can honestly tell you that you know, it's the blonder you want to be, you're going to suffer for it some way, unless you're naturally very very (laughs) fair. Now, if your natural base is very fair you're not lifting your hair as light so you're not really put, putting your hair through as much stress as someone like me who's naturally quite dark so it's it, that can be a huge thing and um, what I say is always make sure that you go to someone who's a very good colorist uh, and who understands your hair and uh, do not color your hair at home yourself it doesn't matter whether you're blonde or you're dark. Do not do it. It's not worth it. You'll spend more money trying to fix that color. It's it's just something I I I'm feel very strongly about, and I know a lot of people dabbled um with doing their own hair during COVID and stuff like that. But it's something to really stay away from because you will end up drying out. Your- hair so much. I see it a lot with dark hair, actually, where, you know, they, a client will put on so much black color to their hair and the ends are brittle and very, very dry. And and that really isn't a good look. And it also adds a lot of breakage. So if you're coloring your hair, make sure that you're going to someone very professional. They're using good, reputable products. Um, and also that you get your hair trimmed very, very frequently. So I recommend, even though you want to keep your hair long, get it trimmed every six to eight weeks because those very, very split ends, those broken ends, they only will keep raveling there's no way to get rid of split ends unfortunately you have to cut them off so if you're suffering with split ends at the moment get um, a little trim in your hair you'll find that makes a massive difference and will make your color look better as well so and using products as well like if you've got color in your hair you should use products that are for color treated hair too it will make a massive difference you can mix your products as well Sarah like you don't have to use the same product every day you, you can use I know you only wash your hair every couple of days, but you could use like something for your color. Yeah, you know, but you could use something that's good for your color one day. You could use something for hair growth. So you can mix your products. You could use one shampoo with color one, you know, so you can do that. Don't be afraid to do that. And sometimes you need to change up things anyway. But I would always say use products that are for color treated hair. If you have a huge amount of bleach, particularly in your hair, it's very important. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: You are such a wealth of knowledge. This has been so amazing. One th- one thing I uh, one thing I've done with my color at least, um, in case this helps anybody else, is I've just gone a little bit darker cuz I used to do this like kind of like platinum like Pamela Anderson blonde show, for a me long too. time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she is like the all time blonde, you know, and and in my, yeah, in my, in my twenties, I definitely did that. And now I kind of go a little bit more towards my, um, natural color, which is a little bit more gold, um, a little bit deeper toned blonde. And I, I have found that even that one change, like I have to get my hair done a little bit less. Like I, before when I was platinum, it was like six weeks to the dot. I have to get in there or my roots are going to be terrible. Um, So I found that that's helped also getting like a a root, a little bit of a root tap, I feel like is something that my stylist does so that my hair grows out a little bit longer. It just like buys me an extra couple weeks in between hair appointments, which I think like any, any extra time you can get between, um, coloring, I think can help. Yeah. You know, Particularly I don't know. when you're
1: blonde. No, I, I mean, I think I've done, I've done the same myself. I've toned my hair down a lot. I was platinum as well. And I love it. I'm not going to lie to you. I love being platinum, you know, and I, I do, but I, yeah. I feel amazing. I love it. But my hair, unfortunately, and most people can't take it all the time. It doesn't grow. My hair breaks with it. And so like that, for that reason, a lot of people do tone down the hair. Another thing that can be quite good if you are naturally dark, naturally a brunette, um, and you like to to be brighter to keep your own color through the underneath can be quite good as well so you're not actually coloring all over and um and definitely the root tap is a good idea too because it gives that little bit of shadow and I think it's a more modern look anyway I don't I really think that platinum look can be can be a little bit dated now. I think everyone's kind of going away from it a little bit. I definitely think keeping it brighter around your face is a great idea. So that's also something, if you have a good natural base, and uh, you've got a good natural base, I can see that. If you've got a good natural base like you, you, you kind of can go that bit lighter without too much hassle. And you can keep it a little bit lighter around the bangs, around the shape around your face, and then keep it more your own color, which just highlights through the, the back. And that's really healthy for your hair too. It's a healthier option, shall we put it that way. So um, I'm also coloring your hair, you know, I I don't, hair color is amazing what it can do. It can make women feel so confident. I'm really all about women feeling empowered and feeling good. So whatever makes you feel good about yourself, I'm there for you to do that. And, you know, as a trichologist, you have to be careful. I'm obviously all about hair health and hair scalp health, but I also am a realist and as a a colorist as well. I I know that it's, you know, you feel great when your hair is freshly done and even just those few highlights around the front, even dropped can make you feel fantastic. So there are so many ways around it. And if you have a good colorist, which you seem to have. That's great. You know, keep them close and, um, and live for <laughs> their advice, but definitely we all love the platinum blonde. Definitely. We all loved it, but I think everyone's starting to embrace a little bit more of a slightly natural look, but still keeping the blonde of course here and there. So that's, that's definitely something to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's better for us all and it, it there's nothing better to like that first time postpartum when you go and get those, your highlights for the first time, <laughs> you're like, oh, I feel like myself for a second. Like, it's, we don't want to take that away from anybody, <laughs> you know? Like,
1: oh, God, I, I like don't that do it. advice. Do it. Absolutely yeah. do it. Yes. Cause it, it, you feel amazing and you get that bit of time sometimes to yourself. Sometimes it's the first time you've had that time to yourself and you feel like yourself again. And there's nothing like getting your hair done, you know, and, and getting your hair blow dried. <sighs> you just, you feel like you can face anything, don't you? So I, that's what I think as well. Like, your hair is so important. It's kind of like, you know, when you're having a bad hair day, everything kind of goes wrong. But when you're having a good hair day, everything, <laughs> you can face anything, right? So I think it, it's so important. That's why to look after your hair and to keep it healthy and, and to use some of those tips I've given you today. And you'll be on the road to, to fabulous, healthy hair. So you'll feel fabulous every day. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love it. Claire, thank you so much for coming on today and giving us all your hair knowledge and like geeking out on hair stuff <laughs> with me. Like I'm I love this stuff. I'm into it. So thank you so much for anybody who wants to find you, learn more from you, where can we where can we find you?
1: So you can find me at hairhealthessentials.com. and it's also our Instagram is the same hair health essentials. So follow us there. We're we're new, so we'd love that. And also our website is just full of information on loads of different hair like problems and and tips and tricks as well. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be your first Irish person on. And hopefully I'll get to see you in the states in real time and have a look at your gorgeous hair then.
0: <laughs> oh, I would love that. Give me an excuse to come to Ireland. I love it,
1: Claire. Thank you one. so so
0: much. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you we